the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So it's super frustrating for me as a person who followed a career path that put me in journalism because I was intrigued by stories like Watergate, Bernstein, and um, I can't even remember, Woodward and Bernstein. I mean, that, that, that's the essence of journalism's business, right? Holding people accountable for things that threaten the future of our country. We have to have equal protection under the law. We have to have the Constitution followed. We cannot have a presidential election toyed with, impacted in any way by people who are in government. This is what happens in third world military juntas, in dictatorships, in countries where there are phony elections. Oh, sure, they went out to the polls today. And look at that. They voted 99% for Kim Jong-un. Vladimir Putin elected with 97% of the vote today. And as Americans, we always looked at that and went, man, I'm glad that's not us. Well, if you're keeping score at home, the 2016 presidential election and the 2020 presidential election were fiddled with by the FBI. 2016, they spied on the Trump campaign. Back to Watergate. When Richard Nixon foolishly had his henchmen bug the Watergate Hotel, headquarters of the Democratic National Committee, he was forced to resign over that. Why? Because the Washington Post, back to Woodward and Bernstein, two intrepid reporters, followed the money. Had a great anonymous source on the inside, Deep Throat, who exposed Nixon's crimes. Nixon didn't need to do that. He won that presidential election in a landslide over George McGovern. George McGovern was never going to beat Richard Nixon in the 72 presidential election. Richard Nixon was uber paranoid. Uber paranoid. And so he committed High crimes, misdemeanors, as did Haldeman, Ehrlichman, Dean, others. Charles Colson. Some went to jail. All were disgraced. And the American system was preserved. Would that have happened without journalism doing its job? No. No, it would not have. Likewise, that's why I feel like I'm braying into the wilderness here, trying to get people who are purportedly journalists, people who purportedly went into the profession to tell the truth, regardless of where it leads, to tell the true story of a government entity, the FBI, intervening, concocting, furthering a phony story about Donald Trump and Russian prostitutes 
into spying on the Trump campaign. Okay, well, oh, they spied on the campaign, didn't work, Donald Trump got elected. Okay, well, we're not going to let that happen again. So here comes a Hunter Biden laptop, and the FBI sees what's in it. And the top lawyer at the FBI, James Baker, concocts with others at the FBI. Remember Peter Strzok and Lisa Page? Oh, don't worry, we've got a fallback. we got a fallback. Well, if they had a fallback in 2016 that failed, don't you think they'd beef up the fallback in 2020? So they put their foot on the scale in the 2020 election to insulate Joe Biden from what you, me, and everybody would have said, well, this is weird, his his kid, his his drug addict kid is getting paid tens of millions of dollars by a Chinese energy company, by a Ukrainian energy company, by oligarchs in Russia. His do-nothing kid with no resume beyond being coked up and oversexed. Maybe that has something to do with Joe Biden. And then if any media entity had bothered to authenticate Tony Bobulinski, a business partner of Hunter Biden, had bothered to even interview Tony Bobulinski. There's no way Joe Biden would have gotten elected. No chance. None. We have a, you know, here we go. How many times have you heard from Hillary Clinton, from James uh, Clyburn, from the screeching loons that are the squad, that Donald Trump is what? What is Donald Trump? An illegitimate president. An illegitimate president. Well, who's the illegitimate president here? The one who was elected because Hillary Clinton was the worst candidate ever and was too stupid to go to Wisconsin and campaign even once? Or Joe Biden, who's trading on his name, who somehow ends up with multiple beach houses in Delaware on a government salary? I know, for 50 years, but still. How do you end up owning several multi-million dollar mansions in Delaware? If you're not getting bags of cash because you're a U.S. senator for almost a half a century and you're vice president for almost a decade, how does that happen? I would like that explained to me. How a guy ends up with several multi-million dollar mansions when he never made over $175,000 as an elected official. How's that possible? He's got to maintain a residence in Delaware. He's got to maintain a residence in Washington, D.C. I know that's a lot of money to make, but it's not enough to become a multi-millionaire, tens of times over with multi-million dollar beach houses in multiple locations. No, that only comes because you're using your name and family members are peddling your influence to people who are more than happy to pay for access to you. So James Baker gets fired at the FBI because he's disgraced and he should have been in the aftermath of 2016. And he goes to Twitter and he puts his foot on the scale and he keeps the Hunter Biden laptop story from being released by telling them that it's it's coming. Watch out. There's a story coming. We don't know what it is. We think it might be. I mean, they might use Hunter Biden. They might. And then what happened? Then we get 51 former intelligence officials to craft a very, very, very careful letter. And they didn't say that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. No, they said it had all the earmarks looked a lot like it. Well, people read what they want to read. And if you're Mark Zuckerberg and you're Jack Dorsey at Twitter and you're all these other big tech people and you want Joe Biden to win anyway, that word earmark, oh, that you skip right over that. Look at this, Russia. Hunter Biden laptop, disinformation, Russia. Mm, we got to silence that story. 
So where are the real journalists on this? There are no real journalists that work at the New York Times, Washington Post, any of the networks. There are no real journalists here in town. Nobody. I read a column the other day. Told you about it yesterday. Former colleague of mine at the Plain Dealer. Guy I like. A guy who, had I posed to him when we worked together in the 80s and 90s, hey, this is what the FBI is going to do. They're going to game the system and fix a presidential election. He'd be like, yeah, uh, that was, you're talking about Watergate. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm talking about an election in the future. He'd be like, wow, you know, I'll be the first one to stand up and rail against that. No, he's joined the other side. No, he's joined the other side. He's railing against Donald Trump as an existential threat to democracy. And this is so frustrating for me. They're, they've gotten away with it. And I'm not saying Joe Biden needs to be removed from office today and Donald Trump installed as president. That's crazy talk. We have to preserve the Constitution. But Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, Jim Biden, James Gillier, Tony Bobulinski, all these guys have got to be called in front of Congress, and we've got to get to the bottom of this. But it has to be done the right way, not the wrong way. All the salacious stuff about hookers and coke and all that stuff, that's taking your eye off the ball. This investigation by Jamie Comer, Jim Jordan, and other House Republicans has to be ultra-focused. That's the point Fox News host Guy Benson made this morning. I don't know why this is not playing. So frustrating. Our computer here is... Somebody's got to pedal harder for the rubber band to work. The suppression of a major news story right before an election to benefit one team, one candidate, one uh, party over the other. I'm not saying that Joe Biden was president and told Twitter to do something because obviously he was seeking the office of the presidency at the time. But of course he was someone with power. And I think the concerning thing to a lot of Americans is... Did social media companies, these big tech companies, put their thumb at the scale or on the scale at the behest of their preferred political party with the companies and a lot of the mainstream media taking their cues from political actors? That's what it very much reeks like in this. Yes, it does. Indeed, it does. So, a little difficulty with the audio machine here in the studio, and uh, in an effort to get it to play, I played a cut that I did not set up adequately for you. The House is going to investigate, now that it has control of oversight, once the new Congress takes over in January. And the Democrats are going to demean and diminish this investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop, and the Republicans have to be very careful, very crafted, very targeted. Leave all the sexual stuff and the drug stuff and all the nonsense. I don't care about Hunter. I mean, I care, but I, it's not useful that Hunter Biden bought a gun, didn't sign the right papers, and disposed of the gun in a dumpster behind a school. The focus of the investigation on Hunter Biden's laptop is the same focus as the Watergate investigation that brought down the presidency of Richard Nixon. Follow the money. How much money did Hunter Biden get from his foreign business dealings And how much of that money did Joe Biden get? That's one aspect of it, because that shows that Joe Biden is compromised as the president of the United States. The other aspect of it is that they have to show however deep the collusion went between the FBI 
and big tech executives to to censor the details disclosed on the Hunter Biden laptop. That's the guardrail. That's the narrow parameter in which these investigations have to exist. You have to always be striving to prove either A, here's money that came from a foreign actor and it wound up in the Biden family's pocket, or or here are conversations, communications between the FBI or the CIA and big tech to silence the Hunter Biden laptop story, which is a denial of free speech, which is a government entity engaged in silencing speech intervening in and interfering in an American election. That's where this investigation has to stay focused. Here is Guy Benson on that, because here's the danger. A Republican congressman who's more about a YouTube clip, more about a social media post. Here's me railing against, boy, did I make this guy look bad. Yeah, but did you get any useful information out of your question? That's what really matters. I think it is important for the American people to know exactly what happened here and for Congress to serve an appropriate oversight role when the Republicans take over the House in a few weeks. But I think it's essential, and the Republicans need to think about this closely, because to some Americans, this feels more like a niche or boutique issue. They need to make sure that when the hearings happen, members of Congress who are asking the questions actually know what they're talking about and understand how things work and understand social media and technology. Otherwise, some of these folks could run circles around them. And with all due respect to some of these members of Congress who will pound the table and yell and scream and try to have their viral moment, it doesn't actually provide new information. So I think Republican leaders need to be thoughtful about who they put in prime time, so to speak, in these hearings, because the subject matter is important. It's essential. It's more than just important. Now, typically, uh, when Democrats run to Congress, they are running to Congress to seek relief from things that are stalling their efforts to get done what they want to get done. I speak specifically in this case of the waiting merger between Kroger, big employer here in central Ohio, and Albertsons, a grocery chain out west. Kroger and Albertsons have a deal in place where Kroger is going to acquire Albertsons. Kroger's a very woke company. I mean, super, super woke company. Very progressive company, Kroger. But... For the purposes of their merger with Albertsons, uh, their wokeness is uh, trumpeted or trumped by their, well, their greed, okay? Because the bigger they get, (laughs) and if they buy Albertsons, they're going to get really, really big. The bigger they get, then the more they can squeeze down their suppliers. We're we're buying this much more. We're not going to buy it unless you lower the price to this. So uh, the Kroger CEO... Uh, wound up in front of the Senate last week. His name is Rodney McMullen. And across from Rodney McMullen sat Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas. And Tom Cotton noted the, uh, well, the coincidence of a very woke CEO sitting across from him, hoping to get Tom Cotton and other Republicans to intervene on their behalf when pretty much all the corporate values of Kroger do not align with Republican values. Here's why I wish Tom Cotton was running for president. This situation reminds me a little bit of the situation big tech companies have found themselves in in recent years. 
They've come to Washington because they fear regulation from our Democratic friends or action by the Biden administration, and they expect Republicans who are traditionally more supportive of free enterprise to come to their defense. And I've cautioned them for years that if they silence uh, conservatives and center-right uh, voters across the country, if they discriminate against them in their company, they probably shouldn't come and ask Republican senators to carry the water for them whenever our Democratic friends want to regulate them or block their mergers. So I, I've heard a lot, a lot of questioning about that today, and I've read a lot about it in the news. Um, and I'll say this. I'm sorry that's happening to you. Best of luck. <laughs> sorry about it. Best of luck. Great response. From Tom Cotton. I hope he ends up on somebody's presidential ticket because uh, that guy is really, really special. And I'm hoping, you know, the Republicans learn a lesson from the midterm election and from the failure of Herschel Walker to get elected as a Georgia senator. There's this old guard of senators in Washington, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, on and on and on. There's also a new Guard of Senators. Josh Hawley, Missouri, Tom Cotton, Arkansas, J.D. Vance of Ohio will be part of that. If McConnell and Graham and that faction of the party, John Cornyn, Texas, Grassley in Iowa, if those guys remain the power brokers in the Senate, then I have no faith 2024 will lead us to a better place. But if Cotton, Hawley, J.D. Vance, some of the younger, I would throw into the basket of horrifically ineffective Republican senators, Lisa Murkowski, Joni Ernst, Rob Portman, thankfully he's out. If those old guard Republican senators maintain control of the party in Washington, I have no optimism about 2024. But if we can find more people like Hawley, more people like Cotton, more people like J.D. Vance, then I have hope. And we'll see. We'll see. The next Senate election, when we will also elect a president, is an election where 20-plus Democrats are on the ballot. If we're going to run people like Trump-favored candidates like Walker and Bolduck and Blake Masters, if we're going to run those people... We're going to get what we got this last time. We're going to get about one out of every four elected. Because we got, well, I'd add Adam Laxalt in there. So we got Laxalt, Walker, Bolduck, Masters, all lost. J.D. Vance won. Did J.D. Vance win because Trump endorsed him? Or did J.D. Vance win because he's running as a Republican in an increasingly red state? I would argue the latter. So I, I'm, I'm being gracious giving Trump credit for J.D. Vance. But at best, Trump got one out of five elected. One out of five. So we got to make a change. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.